I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Angelo Ponzi on the line. He's the founder and president over at the Ponzi Group and also the host of the Business Growth Cafe podcast. Uh, Angelo, welcome to the show. Adam, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at the Ponzi Group and also to talk more about the Business Growth Cafe podcast and what, what kind of things you're, you're doing there. But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. How did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? Well, you know what? It's interesting. I, I'm in the process of writing a book called What Keeps You Up at Night. And in the book, I, I actually it came to light that my first exposure to seeing someone become an entrepreneur was actually my father. I was about seven years old. And uh, if I was good, my mom would let me watch TV and use a TV tray. And I, there was one particular night that I noticed that my father had all of the trays with all these books all over them. I didn't understand it. I was upset about it. But years later, I realized <laughs> what he was doing, he was studying to become a master plumber. And so throughout my life in exposure to my, to my dad, when he became an entrepreneur, I got to experience lots of different aspects. So that's most of it as being a young teenager. I hated, of course. But later on in, in, in life, it became apparent of the lessons I was being taught um, that I didn't really know I was being taught. My first uh, venture as an entrepreneur, I was actually 23 years old. And I loved the film industry. I loved TVs and movies. And I decided that uh, I wanted to take my marketing background and create a video production company. And a brilliant strategy of bringing Hollywood from Los Angeles to Orange County, California, and my partners were 25 years older than me at the time, and I believed every word they told me. And uh, we started, uh, the company was called The Film Cannery, brilliant name. And it was up and out in eight months. So mm. while it uh, was a learning experience and, and certainly cost money, um, that really set the foundation to understanding what I didn't know and really needed to learn in order to uh, really move forward as being a, a successful entrepreneur. Seven years after that experience, I started my second company, which I was able to grow over a 13-year year period of time. I was acquired, um, merged into another firm, and, and then 20 years, 10 years later, I left that firm and, and started consulting again. Wow, what a, what a great story. Um, so obviously, with the benefit of hindsight, um, and you know, and getting some you know bumps and bruises along the way, like we all do, if you're going down that entrepreneurial journey, um, what kind of advice, if you could go back and tell that Angelo that was just getting started with that first business, um, again with the benefit of hindsight, what kind of advice would you give him? Well, you know, it's the same advice I give to young entrepreneurs now: is don't be in a hurry, right? We as entrepreneurs, we fall in love with our product or idea, and, and you, we can't convince ourselves that it might not be a great idea. So I always say step back, 
and really put some basic principles of business and understanding the market dynamics, the competition, your messaging and your positioning, and how you're really going to roll this product out. And the other thing that I find with a lot of entrepreneurs, I'm a expert and resident over at the University of Irvine, and one of the things I run into all the time is when I meet with these entrepreneurs and they're developing, they said, yeah, we've done some market research. You know, I've asked my parents and my friends and my brothers and sisters, <laughs> and they all think it's a great idea. And so <laughs> I counsel them. <laughs> market I research. The family members, right? They're not going to lie to you. They're going to tell you it's great whether it's great or not. And so that's really the advice I really try to focus on is take it outside of, of family, really take it out and test it and get it beyond what you think and what I say beyond the boardroom, if you will, and get out there and talk to the customers. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that thought process and really taking it to if somebody's paying for it, then possibly it's a good idea. Still might not be um, long term, but um, the client base is what's going to, what's gonna, their voting dollars is what matters at the end of the year, else you're not going to be in business long. So I love that thought process. The, mar the market research. I asked my mom. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? And I coined this phrase, I call it grandmother research, and, but it's really about sticking your toes in the water, you know, talking to a handful of people or customers or prospects, and not just people that are going to say yes to you. Hey, great idea. It's wonderful. I remember when uh, that second business of mine, I had laid the foundation, and I went out and talked to all the people that I was competing against as an agency executive and trying to determine, would you buy this service for me if I were to do it? And they all said yes. At the end of the day, not a single one of them ever hired me, but I felt that I had the confidence and the idea that I was able mm. to roll it out again, got to grow that uh, over that 13-year period. Oh, that's great. Uh, so, uh, Angela, let's switch it up a bit. Let's get a little bit more into, let's start with the podcast. Uh, so what, what kind of things are you doing over at the Business Growth Cafe podcast? Right, so the, the Business Growth Cafe podcast actually just came out of, the idea that business, there's so much that can impact the growth and sustainable growth and profitable growth of an organization that we as entrepreneurs and, and whether small business, entrepreneurs, startups, medium-sized, small businesses, doesn't really matter because we're always working in our business and not on our business, we tend mm -hmm. to get very tactical, transactional. And so what I wanted to do with the Business Growth Cafe was really take it up a notch and bring in whether it's, it's providers or CEOs of organizations, but people that are in the trenches and helping and thinking about growth of their business and bring those ideas and challenge them and provide information to the listeners to give them the guidance. So whether it's sales and marketing and HR and employee benefits and mergers and acquisitions and employment law you know, and benefits. So it's a wide variety of people that can impact uh, your business growth, whether it's internally or externally. And so that's what the basic podcast is about. And I focus on, you know, not a 25-minute uh, uh, pitch on the, on the people that are coming in, but really challenging them to provide information and guidance to the listeners on how they can avoid issues or, or utilize tips and tricks that you know, my guests use to help them uh, be successful. Mm, that's great. And uh, again, the Business Growth uh, Cafe podcast for those listening. Um, and let's, uh, okay, let's talk a little bit more about now what you're doing as founder and president over at the Ponzi Group. So what kind of clients are you help and helping and what kind of things are you helping them accomplish? 
Sure. Because of my agency background, I, I probably, if I split it up, about 65% agency, whether it was small, medium, or my own, and the rest as either client side or consulting. And so I've had the opportunity to work with literally from semiconductors to ice cream. So I've seen a lot of different industry segments from startups that have no money, I mean literally no money, to, you know, multinationals with, you know, $100 million budgets. So I've been very fortunate in that to see a lot of different perspectives. So when I started, the Ponzi Group was actually the, the original company that I grew and sold. I ended up getting the name back, which was my name, and, and started using it again about a year ago. And the goal there is primarily as I function as a fractional chief marketing officer. And, and so on an interim basis, I'm brought into organizations and to their C-suite to give them strategic guidance on their marketing and sales programs. I don't really dig down into the tactical stuff. You know, so many times I get a phone call and, and a lot of, and this is the other thing I see with, with entrepreneurs, they think about the tactical aspects of marketing first as opposed to the strategic. So my whole goal is about being strategic. So for example, last year, or last 18 months, I worked with a company, 30-year-old company that seven people in the marketing department, 12 people in the sales department, but I actually helped them develop their five-year strategic sales and marketing plan, their business growth plan whether it was acquisition or whatever it happened to be, because they were all very tactical, like I said, working in the business every day, and I needed to make them think about how to work on it and think long-term and how they were going to grow. So I find that's the areas I typically get involved with is an organization wants to grow. They've been growing, or they're startups, or even, like I say, 30-year-old companies, and I've had several of those, that have just been kind of inching along, and they really want to take it up a notch. And I'm brought in to help them kind of look at the road. How can they get there? What are the challenges going to be? What's the competitive set? How can we open up a new market and, and sell existing products or create new products or whatever that happens to be? So that's the role that I play, um, again, within the Ponzi group as far as an overall organization. Well, so I know this is going to vary from company to company, of course, just based off of the size of the company and the quantity that you're working with. but um, I know also, though, when the more companies you work with, the more themes that arise. Um, what kind of, uh, what are some general themes that you found that, you know, a company, in terms of mistakes, that a company's making prior to working with you? Um, you know, that's a great question. And, and what I, I I'm going to say I find almost across the board is the companies have not spent the time to really understand their customer and or their competitors. They know their competitors. Uh, recently, I was talking to a company, and they said, oh, yeah, we know who our customers are. We have all their job titles. Like, well, that's really not who they are, right? We need to understand from a persona standpoint where they sit in their organization, what kind of buying decisions they have, how they make decisions. If I'm targeting uh, a 30-year-old, for example, that might say they'll be the marketing manager of an organization, I'm going to look at how they consume information. Most likely, I'm going to head to video, maybe podcasts. Or if I'm targeting a CEO of a company and he's in his 60s, I still have to look at paper, maybe white papers, case studies, things that you know they can touch and feel. Just you know, that's just a simple analogy of understanding who that customer is. And so, that's the area I see pretty categorically that companies don't spend the time 
once they get that sale or even prior to that to really understand who they're talking to and making sure they continually build that relationship. And the same thing on the competitive side. You might know who your competitors are, but you have to keep an eye on them. That's actually one of the – I've written a lot of articles on that. actually have a small book on my website about that. It's establishing a program so there's ongoing intelligence about what they're doing. Are they launching new products? Have their messaging changed? Are they starting to duplicate what you're doing? And so when you have that strategic insight, you can make intelligent decisions versus that reaction decisions. No, that's great. Um, and so, Angela, if somebody's listening to this and if they want to uh, get more information on the Ponzi Group or connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, the best way, uh, a couple different things. I am on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I actually provide a lot of articles and videos um, to provide these kinds of insights. So please connect with me, Angelo Ponzi, on LinkedIn. Or the Ponzi Group is the Ponzi Group, P-O-N-Z-I, group.com. Or certainly can subscribe to the Business Growth Cafe, really on any major podcast platform. That's great. Um, well, Angelo, hey, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, sharing more of some of your background and your tips to success. To the audience, as always, really appreciate you tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Angelo, thanks again for coming on the show. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.